What's up, everybody? Welcome in. This is Cody Michael, and I'm joined by Seth Ott. Yeah. It's the grunts. Welcome to <laughs> Gridiron Grunts. Yeah. This is the first episode of this new show. Um, decided this year to bring back uh, what we did a couple of years ago as the SoCo Sports Show. Uh, we are bringing back under our new socially constipated umbrella as Gridiron Grunts. Yeah. Uh, so we are going to be talking NFL he's gonna do that every time folks uh so here on gridiron grunts we are gonna be grunting through all of the uh nfl football season of course we have several weeks of preseason uh before we get underway um but we are gonna take you all the way through uh this year's super bowl with weekly shows lots of fun to be had we you know we just in general anyone who's our, our friend knows that we love talking football betting we love fantasy everything about the game we are huge, huge fans, and so uh, excited to have a forum so that even just for the two of us, we can get caught up on, on football each week uh, and then share some of that with all of you and bring you into the conversation as well. So welcome in. And, welcome in. Uh, welcome in and, you know, get comfortable. Um, we made the joke on, on Socially Constipated this week that uh, this show is going to be watch, uh, listenable from the toilet, <laughs> so if you find yourself uh, on an extended bathroom break on company time. We're going to get you in in 60 minutes or less, and we'll get you your fill of NFL news. Uh, and then once the season starts, obviously, game recaps, highlights, uh, and reactions. So for now, you know, we're going to spend a couple of, uh, not a couple, we're going to spend about nine episodes getting you geared up for the upcoming NFL season. We're going to start tonight by going through the offseason so far. Uh, you know, we've been through some coaching changes, some players have moved places, some the draft happened, uh, a lot has gone on. And so we're going to take a look at the offseason as a whole, some of the key storylines. And then each week, starting next week, uh, we're going to take a deeper dive at each of the divisions around the league. So each week, uh, we'll take a look at one of the eight divisions. And then after we've recapped all of those, will be ready to set up week one of the season. So by the time we get there, you should know way more than you cared to um, <laughs> about just about every team in the league, and and uh, we're excited to be bringing it to you now. Seth, I know last year was a little bit of a bummer. It was a crazy NFL season, and we, mm -hmm. were, we were lamenting all year that why the fuck didn't we do the sports show? This wouldn't be something <laughs> to talk about. So it is very good to be back here with you doing this again. Hell yeah. We kind of have to fit in our, our sports talk when we, when we gather – um, to do the the normal show uh, kind of in increments. So this will give us our, our weekly outlet to, to deep dive about it and, uh, you know, get angry about our uh, respective sports teams when they lose um, or when we lose bets. There there will be anger. Uh, if, if you came for anger, I promise you it will be here. There will be, <laughs> uh, there will be lofty expectations set by me um, based on emotion, and uh, then there will be anger when those don't come true. Uh, there will be probably very logical points made by Seth that will make me <laughs> enraged. And um, there's going to be a lot of, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. W there's going to be lots of opportunities for you guys to play along and to be a part of the conversation as well. We'll talk about this a little bit later on, uh, but we're going to have a handful of games uh, that we hope that you'll participate in and you can go head to head uh, with us for some prizes along the way. You may be wondering at this point, where the fuck is Jared Buckendall? Uh, who is on, of course, the Socially Constipated as well as the Entertainment Outhouse. Uh, Jared's not going to be a regular on the uh, Gridiron Grunts because he doesn't watch football, but he did tell <laughs> us that he, he would like to stop in from time to time uh, and participate and uh, make fun of us for getting so excited uh, about football. So you will hear Jared on, on some of these episodes, but not every week. And so um, Cody and Seth again. So <laughs> I don't... Am I missing? I guess uh, you may have heard at the top, I don't know as we're recording this whether or not I've already recorded this as a drop-in, um, but do want to encourage folks to go out there to sociallyconstipatedpod.com. Uh, that's the place where you can see uh, all of the episodes of the show, all of our latest social media posts, 
Um, you can see specific pages for the contact information for myself and Seth and Jared. Also links to all of our sponsors are out there. And the biggest thing I would say is uh, go out there. If you're visiting for the first time, you'll get a pop-up to join our mailing list. And that mailing list is going to become the best way to keep up to date with Socially Constipated. We're going to be putting a lot of different stuff out in a lot of different places. And uh, at, at regular increments starting soon, we're going to be putting out a newsletter uh, where you can kind of digest everything uh, from, from our little world. So we hope you'll go to the site. Again, that's sociallyconstipatedpod.com. Uh, you can link in the description box there. Um, also, in this episode, uh, you'll be able to link through to the episodes page where you can leave comments. And especially on the football show, uh, Gridiron Grunts, but for the other shows additionally, uh, we hope that the website will be the main home for comments. And so if you want to be a part of the conversation, let us know what your takes are or what bets we made that were stupid. Um, that will be the place to do so. So go ahead and link through to the website for that. And I don't I make stupid terms bets. Of, I make correct bets. Correct bets, yeah. I think one of the things we're going to add to the site is a, is a bet page so that Ooh, we can yeah. track uh, some of the side bets that Seth and I are making with Uh-oh. each other. And um, I'm hoping, uh, if I can figure out how to do it, to give to give you guys a chance out there to maybe vote on who you think will win uh, and, and join in the debate there. So lots of opportunities, and we hope that you'll take advantage of these. Uh, lots of opportunities for you to engage directly with us uh, be part of the conversation, give us some hot takes. Um, you can also still go out to Anchor uh, and leave us voicemail as well. So if your team sucks and you want to rage about it, um, you know maybe we'll give you a chance to, uh, to uh, have some audio here on the show. So again, just really want to make this really uh, collaborative and interactive with all of you because as fun as it is for us to yell at each other about football, uh, it'll be that much more fun to include all of you too. So <laughs> I don't think I'm missing anything there, Seth. Did I forget anything or are we ready to fire this thing up? I think that's it. I mean, yeah, you talked a little bit about bets. Um, that, that's something that we'll be doing a lot. This I'll be doing a lot this year. I'm sure you will as well, uh, placing a lot of bets. So if you're in a state that is uh, legal for sports betting, um, this might be the, the year to listen. You might make a few extra dollars listening to us. Oh, yeah. Cha-ching, cha-ching, blah-bling, blah-bling. It's going to be good. All right. Well, folks, we are going to give you some uh, this week. Again, we're going to take a look at the offseason that has been, take a look at some of the key topics. So uh, get settled into your uh, your seat there. We're going to bring you a little toilet reading. Sitting on toilet. <laughs> Sitting on toilet. <laughs> That's a new one. You haven't heard that one yet, huh? I haven't. Why don't we start, Seth, with the biggest piece of, of news and conversation that the NFL has had My favorite this piece off of news. season. Seth's favorite piece of news, I, I think uh, a lot of people around the league are talking about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, of course, there's been drama ever since their season, the Packers season, ended in the NFC Championship uh, with their loss to Tampa Bay. Sounds like there's been a lot of back and forth, a lot of distrust, a lot of conversation, but more than any of that, a shitload of speculation yeah. uh, about what the hell is going on between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Nobody seems to have the whole story. All that we know is that he has not so far shown up for any team activities. And depending on who you ask, uh, some people are saying he does not intend to play for the Packers at all again. Seth, uh, when you first saw this, I imagine you were pretty excited. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the story has continued to evolve. It has not gone away. Um, what's the latest you're hearing? And as an in-division Minnesota Vikings fan, uh, where's your level of excitement about whether or not he'll be in a Packers uniform this fall? I'm pretty pumped about the whole situation. I don't think he'll be with the Packers next year. Um, the latest is that um, he has apparently the deadline to opt out of the season. I think that's for the COVID stuff, I believe, is this Friday. And that's an, that actually might not be too bad of an option because if he opts out, he saves – he basically doesn't have to forfeit – 18 million dollars i believe if he were to sit out the season then he loses 18 million dollars so if he were to like you know not opt out of the season for the COVID and all that stuff but then like just sit and not play once the season starts then he loses all of his money there's still the whole thing going on with we don't know if the packers are charging him for all the times he missed at the the recent team activities it was something like ninety seven thousand dollars a day he was missing out on they could mm-hmm. either n- not charge it or, um, you know, if he if they end up not coming to agreement, they can charge him for that. And then, obviously, he misses out on game checks and all that stuff come come the season. 
I think I think the move he should if he were to, if you if because they're not going to trade him this season. That I think that I think that's done. Honestly, I don't think he's getting traded. I think either he plays or he doesn't. It seems to me that there's two teams, maybe maybe really just one. Honestly, that that would feasibly trade for him, and that's the Broncos. But it just seems like that's all pretty dead um, with that talk. So I think he sits out, and then next season they make a deal or release him. I tend to agree just based on what I've seen. We've seen players hold out in the past. Uh, Aaron Donald, someone just reminded me. I had forgotten this completely. I'm a big Rams fan for those who don't know. And Aaron Donald held out for a contract a couple of years ago, sat out the entire offseason, and then still played week one. And I think he won the defensive player of the year that year. Yeah, I remember that. Um, This is not that. Aaron Rodgers is not asking for new money. I think Mm -hmm. that's a key distinction here. He wants gone. And so, you know, does he opt out? I think the downside to opting out for COVID would be it doesn't advance his contract a year, right? he, He doesn't. He's not any closer to being gone. He just put, kicks the can down no. the road and we have this conversation next year, right? Well, no, because I think the issue with the Packers is they they're they don't want to trade him because Jordan Love isn't ready. They I mean Rodgers is coming you'd you'd be insane to trade the MVP, right? Like and they they know that Aaron Rodgers is a better option. They think it's going to take at least one more year. That's why they don't want to get rid of him yet. Plus, it all kind of came up so quick that I don't think they really have their best options out there. So they will they know they'll get more, maybe not know, but they probably will get more for him next season as, as long as his play stays the same, which it seems like it will. It will if he plays. So I think next season they're willing to trade him at that point. Okay, that makes more sense. Because what I was going to say is if it doesn't get him actually any closer to being gone, then... Don't opt out, just sit, because at the end of the 2021 season, he can opt out. Uh, there's a player opt out, I believe, at the end of next season, right? Mm-hmm. So he can decide on his own that he wants to go if he foregoes that $18 million. I'm not sure what he gets paid if he does a COVID opt out. Um, but also, I think, I'm sure there's a rule, I haven't looked this up, I'm sure there's a rule that prevents players from just doing a COVID opt out for a reason like this. I, I feel like the league would probably stop that from happening. But we'll see. The thing that I was talking about a couple weeks ago about Rodgers is, you know, there's all the talk about if you don't go, you lose $18 million. But the thing that I think is important in his case is he's already made a shitload of money. Like, Mm -hmm. and when we say lose $18 million, no one's going to come take $18 million from him. It's just he won't get paid those $18 million. That, I think, is a really key distinction. And he's not a rookie. He doesn't need that cash. He's probably got fifty million dollars in his bank account, and he's so, like, married to he'll a. He'll survive without that eighteen. He's which married is, to a movie star. <laughs> yeah, she's got money. Like, there's he's not hurting for the cash, and, and it, it's it's been said many times this offseason that it's not the money they've offered him more money. Yep. And so, and you know what he maybe does? Maybe it's worth eighteen million to him to get the fuck out of there. And it seems like that for me, that might be the best option. Um, because maybe they get desperate and trade him in two months. I think the opt-out would be dumb. I think it ties his hands in a way that's unnecessary and doesn't help him as much. Because also, too, adding to your point about him not needing money, he could literally go, he could walk into a room full of uh, sports, like networks, executives, and say, okay, here, pay me, and I'll come to your network for a season. And highest bidder wins. Um, Or Mm -hmm. he could go host Jeopardy for a year. Or he could yep. go act. Like, he could do anything for a year. It's not even that, like, he he's not, like, a fucking crazy shape guy. Like, he's, you know, in fine shape, but he's not, like, you know, he doesn't have to be constantly working out and all that stuff. Like, I, he, he can do whatever the hell he wants for a year and make more money than the $18.3 million. So, I yeah, he's he's in a perfect spot. The only The only problem, I think, is age at this point for him. Like, he's approaching 40, which that... We've seen it. I mean, other than Tom Brady, I mean, Drew Brees hit that wall pretty quick. Peyton Manning hit that wall pretty quick. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's a Tom Brady guy. He, he's much more of an athlete. So I think whenever that athleticism kind of goes away, then he's done. I've never seen Rodgers as a play to 45 guy anyway. I think, yeah. like, if the Packers had won the Super Bowl this last year, I wouldn't have been surprised if he had retired then. Yeah. I think whatever is whatever is bringing him back, whenever that may be, it's to get another ring. I, it's not, I don't think it's money. Yep. I don't think it's let, let I want to set these records. I, I think he wants to come back. If he's going to come back, he wants to get a ring. 
and he doesn't feel like the Packers are giving him the best chance to do that, and so he's ready to move on. Can't blame the guy. I'm very for player mobility. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's horseshit that NFL is one of, you know, all, sports in general are one of the, like, five jobs in America that you can't just leave if you want to. <laughs> um, and they make the most fucking money. It seems like bullshit to me. So, uh, you know, if Rodgers wants to be somewhere, you know, sure, the Packers shouldn't need to, you know, give up everything just because this guy wants to leave. I understand that they have a, a horse in this race, too, and they should be treated fairly. But... um they're also not doing much. Like, I say that because I care about fairness. I don't fucking care about the Packers. I don't like the way yeah. the organizations run. I no, don't like how not. they've behaved for Rodgers. I've never been a Rodgers fan, so it's never really upset me that they fuck around in the way that they do with him. But from his perspective, they don't. it doesn't seem like they treat him well. And they, if the Packers were actually as committed to bringing him in as they keep wanting us to think that they are, then they would have already come out and said... Aaron, hang, hold out as long as you want. We're not going to charge you these fines. The fact right. that they haven't come out and definitively said that to me says that they're still wanting to get them. And if they're going to fine him, then that doesn't agree with we'll do whatever it takes to keep him. That to mm -hmm. me seems like a very obvious thing to just look at and say, oh, they're, they're not, they just want us to think they're doing everything. They're not doing everything or they would have said that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, I think the stat that, that, is the biggest thing to me because his his thing like you said isn't money um he doesn't care there was rumors that they were going to offer him a deal that was more lucrative than Mahomes which I I fail to believe but it's that he hasn't they haven't given him anything like he has no input they had they had the stat is in the last 20 years they've drafted two offensive skill players in the first round Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love <laughs> so it's like <laughs> it's all otherwise defense or offensive linemen Devontae Adams is awesome you know he's probably the best receiver in the NFL right now but he was a late he was a little bit later around I don't even know when he went but he was a guy that took a while to develop and eventually became this great guy but he was you know he was there was a couple of years starting off where he was dropping balls and wasn't looking great. They don't sign anyone. Like they, the, I think one of the things that would have fixed it, trade for Julio Jones. You could have given up a second round mm -hmm. pick for Julio Jones. You could have given up a first round pick for Julio Jones. You get Julio Jones in there. Aaron Rodgers is a lot more excited to go into work. And I think, I think there could have been something worked out there. But instead, they give him no guaranteed money, um, and also. When he is suggesting players to bring in or keep, when Jordy Nelson went to the Raiders, he wanted to come back for like the minimum salary, and they said no. There are a couple other examples of players where he's liked them a lot, but the organization said no. We're moving on to a new piece, and then they get guys like Mar uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, who drops sixty-yard bombs that are perfectly in his arms. Right, they go right through because he has butter hands. So it's like the guy, the guy has no incentive to stay there. He has a great running back and one good receiver, and then the rest are all. And I like Alan Lazard, but they're not they're not playmakers. You know, he has to do everything. Mm -hmm. He's had to do everything himself pretty much since he's been there. So it's like, what what do you expect the guy to do? <laughs> MVP of the league last year. They the thing about him being like butthurt that they drafted Love. I I don't think that I think is a I don't think that it and from you hear do you hear it from like some of the people talking it doesn't sound like that was the last straw or anything uh -uh. like that that's a natural thing to do that's they've been doing it to Brady for years they did it to Manning he that's was... not to me that's not like a direct insult but the other things that you're talking about not getting as much input in the offense as he wants mm -hmm. he would like change plays from McCarthy uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> he apparently didn't like the the changes there. I don't know if he doesn't like this new guy, LaFleur, or not, but I guess they've released some guys that he liked. Like you said, they won't yeah. bring in guys. And, Ed, when you're at that level, we're going to talk about another quarterback in a second who is at this level. When you're at that level, you think Patrick Mahomes is not, isn't in meetings with the GM about who right. they're bringing in? Right. You think that's not happening? You're a fucking idiot. This is, right. you're, that's the captain of your fucking ship. They, of course, should be a part Look of those conversations. Brady's yeah Brady is the general manager for Tampa yeah and and it works you know because you want to have you want to have a team that's conducive and that works together and have guys that like each other you know it's that they don't let him sit at the table is seems insulting and it, it, you know some people are going to say like oh it's petulant or he's being small or whatever 
fuck you. It, like, he literally makes that organization hundreds of millions of dollars every year. You think they're going to be America's game of the week and have three Sunday night football games a year with mm-hmm. Jordan Love at quarterback? You're fucking stupid. Right. So, you know, he's making a lot of money to, yes, just go throw a ball or whatever, but he's making way more money for other people. And when you're that important to an organization, if if the problem is that he's not getting enough input, I totally understand. Go fucking be, go where you're going to be valued, dude. Like, it's... It's a little bit of a millennial mindset, but you got to remember some of these guys are millennials now and he's one mm-hmm. of them. So he wants to have, have a, a hand on the wheel, so to speak. And all the other people that have their hands on the wheel seem to be idiots in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't blame him at all for being pissed. And I hope he gets what he wants, What you know, whether they make an adjustment and get him, keep him or more likely it seems at this point, uh, get a trade to a place that's going to give him a real shot, uh, whether it's Denver or someone else. Um I've always, I've never been pro Rogers. I've always been more of a Brady guy and I'm, I'm a black or white type dude, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is probably silly of me. But in this case, I'm very much on his side. I hope he gets exactly yep. what he wants, whatever that is. Yeah. And to what you mentioned before, um, him and LaFleur actually, it seems like they're pretty close from what I've heard in interviews um, with Rogers and stuff. So because his offense has done really good, I mean, look what it did. It took a year to get in there, but revitalized his career. So I don't think it's 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 not even the offensive input. It's the the team decisions in terms of the offense. I think mm-hmm. any any starting quarterback that is quote unquote your franchise guy should at least have that input of like I like this guy, I don't like this guy. I mean, yeah, Brady Brady brought in Gronk, Brady brought in Brown, and probably will bring bring in Edelman at some point, even though he's quote unquote retired. Who knows? But like like you said, I being a Vikings fan, I have never liked Rodgers but over the last couple of years hearing him more in interviews and stuff obviously but then this situation I'm like yeah this I don't think he's as big of a baby as as I thought <laughs> the the last thing I'll, I'll mention about Rodgers that is interesting to me so I was my parents live not far from Green Bay and so they hear a lot about you know what what goes on there and Green Bay fans I have never liked much but they're seem to be incredibly fucking unreasonable and picky. Um, <laughs> the reason I say that is, so I went to Lambeau just a few weeks ago, actually, and toured the place, and it was amazing. And they have so much shit there about, like, Brett Favre, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody nobody seems to be upset that Brett Favre only won one Super Bowl. It's never been brought up, not a single time. No one has yeah. ever been like, they only won one Super Bowl with Brett Favre? What were they doing? And he's an all-time guy. He's in the Hall of Fame already. But because Rodgers has only won one Super Bowl, he's less than or the the state. You know, people don't seem to realize how hard it is to win a fucking Super Bowl, even if you have a legend at quarterback. Everyone thought it was going to be easy for the Chiefs last year, and they couldn't get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like it's a a little unfair the way he's been treated, and I think that it's cultural. I think Brett Favre is your Wrangler Gene, Moses' own lawn guy, <laughs> and Rodgers is too cool for Wisconsinites because – Everyone is fucking too cool for Wisconsinites. Um, and they just don't like him as much because he feels uppity or he comes from money or he's good looking or whatever it is. And they're quick to shit on him and drag him down. And that feels unfair. And I wouldn't fucking want to hang out with those people if I was Rogers either. There's all this stuff about like, is he liked him? He splits up the organization. Who fucking cares? Like mm-hmm. if they're not going to ride with you, you brought them a fucking Super Bowl, dude. Kurt Warner, there's nothing Kurt Warner could do that would make me ever upset with Kurt Warner because he won the Rams a Super Bowl and I got to see that happen for my team because of Kurt Warner. How everyone <laughs> doesn't have that same exact mentality about Aaron Rodgers, I will never understand. Mm-hmm. Especially because these fucking idiots weren't around when they won five championships in like the 70s. So it's not like you're used to winning titles every year and so you hold your organization to a higher standard. Most of the people who did that are dead. So like, don't give me the whole title town thing, Rodgers should have won four Super Bowls. Um, if you're going to put the blame on anybody for that, it shouldn't be him. It should be the rest of the organization. So I, that's the other thing I will defend him on is so unfairly treated as compared to Favre, who is a god in that city. And Favre had a way more unceremonious exit. Retired, went to another fucking team, showed his dick, went to uh, the rival and came back and beat them. <laughs> and they still love him in Green Bay. And so if they don't like him in Green Bay, uh, I would give him both middle fingers, Rogers, and, and go play for Denver and win him a title like Manning did. Show Wouldn't that be dick. funny as hell? <laughs> yeah, you remember that? Favre had his oh, dick yeah. out. Nobody in, nobody in Green Bay cares at all. <laughs> yep. I mean, again, uh, it's it, as a Vikings fan, I want to see him gone, but it is better for the league to have him playing this year. So, 
we shall see. It's it's probably going to continue to develop uh, over the course of the the summer. Well, it's been talked to death, so we'll we'll try to limit our coverage of it. But we had we wanted to get those thoughts out um, and and bring y'all up to speed in case anyone wasn't. Let's shift gears here, Seth. Uh, staying in the NFC, but another quarterback who was pretty frustrated with his organization. Talking about Russell Wilson in Seattle. Uh, so right after their season ended, sounded like. And, and for me, this was completely out of nowhere uh, that Wilson and Seattle were in like these really aggressive talks and like everyone was pissed. And at one point, Wilson was not going to be back. And we were like seconds away from a trade to Chicago at one point. And then they Chicago decided they'd rather have Andy Dalton. And so they made that deal. Yeah, um, blows my mind. And now... Uh, unless I'm not up to date, I think Wilson is just back in the room and they're mm-hmm. going about their business in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, so it seems like much ado about nothing, but you got to be relieved if you're a Seattle fan. Cause it looked like it was going to get really ugly earlier in the spring. Yeah. I think the, the trade rumor was three firsts, a third and Khalil Mack for <laughs> which Russell Wilson. Which they traded like they traded three picks for Mack. So that's effectively yeah. like fucking six first round picks. It's insanity. <laughs> yeah. I, again, with some of these trade rumors, I, I have a hard time believing that was legit, but, you I mean, you never know. Um, the initial beef with them, with the Russell Wilson stuff, is that not even just, like, the, the input on offense, they just straight up changed the offense on him last season. Um, they were letting him, you know, the let Russ cook thing, and then they went from that, where he's throwing the ball all the time, to change back to the the heavy running game he's had for how many years in the defense, but the defense is nowhere near as good. So they kind of had a slump at the end of last season when earlier in the season they were slinging it and winning a bunch of games. It didn't make any sense to me that they changed the offense up like that. But then also he has, he was running for his life all season. Um, Mm -hmm. They they have no offensive line and they, he was like, let's get some offensive linemen in here. Um, Some guys that I uh, can trust. And they didn't, (laughs) They just didn't. They didn't bring anyone in on free agency or draft. Um, I think they drafted one one offensive lineman, but they didn't have the first pick until the third round. And I think they drafted a wide receiver with that first pick. So again, their that organization is really stupid. He he has at least decided to stick it out. But I mean, we'll see what happens. I think once his contract comes up, which I don't think is super long, and he's still relatively young, so it's like. They're ready to burn that bridge, I think. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm looking at an ESPN article from three weeks ago, and and he said um, the quote was, "There were unfortunate frustrations after last season, but now he's saying he wants to stay. Says he loves Seattle, loves the fans. He's had a great career. I wouldn't be surprised if this is short term. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've been in these relationships. Let's give it one more good month, and and." Um, and, and they'll give it one more run with him and Carol. And whenever it is that they have an opportunity, I don't have his contract up in front of me, but whenever they do have an opportunity to, um, to part ways, I wouldn't be surprised if he does that and, and tries to revive elsewhere. Uh, like we're seeing guys like Stafford and, um, yeah, looks like Jameis Winston might have an opportunity to do that. Some of these <laughs> other guys also it's Seattle and he's married to Sierra and there's a lot of that Hollywood kind of, there are things that they want to be able to do. They want to be part of culture. And it's not that you can't do that from Seattle, but it would be easier from other places. And they don't need to go to L.A. seems like both L.A. teams have their quarterbacks. Um, but there are other cities that might make more sense for the type of lifestyle. And people, you know, that's that's an important thing to take into account, too, is these guys have lives. So um, wives and lives. So it sounds like, yes, uh, Wilson will be back. I was really excited when I thought he'd be going to Chicago for Nick Foles. <laughs> but um, I guess... NFC West is going to have to stay tough, but uh, we'll see how this evolves, though. I'm wondering if they'll give him more say, um, if they're going to let him cook this year or not. Seattle seems like one of those teams, Seth, that is very much an enigma. Like, I really have no clue what to expect from them this season. What what do you think? Are they going to be good? Are they taking a step back? Or what do you expect to see? Well, they need to let him throw because they have one of the most freakish athletes uh, on on their team (laughs) uh, in DK Metcalf, who ran in the Olympic trials for track. I, I think their defense did get better towards the end of last season. I know Jamal Adams came on really strong, but I believe he's either hurt or could be suspended for a bit. I, I think they also, I mean, like Bobby Wagner's still there, who is who is really good, but I think they also lost 
a, another linebacker. So it just kind of it seems like they they make a step forward and a step back. Offense, they should be great, but that offensive line is a real liability, uh, as we saw. I mean, because they, like we said, were, they were so hot at the beginning, and then at the second half of last season, they were very up and down and then looked terrible in that playoff game. So I don't know. Like, it, they could be awesome. They could be mediocre. <laughs> they have a wide range of outcomes, I think. Yeah, that's going to be – they'll be a wild one. And in an already tough NFC West, if if you can't mm-hmm. guarantee you're going to be really fucking good, yeah. you can end up in fourth place really quick. <laughs> I wouldn't be. I would not be shocked at all if they were fourth. I think all three of those. I mean, the Niners. I think we'll talk about them later, but I, uh, you know, future episodes. But I don't know if they should be the favorites in that division on the betting right now. Um, I, I think they're an, they're another team that can end up fourth. But um, Arizona is going to be looking like they're going to be pretty good. The Rams. Uh, made some changes obviously so we'll see yeah that'll be an interesting one we'll keep an eye on russell wilson this fall uh we got one more quarterback to talk about very different situation than these first two guys um we wondered if rogers what is he going to be back uh, in green bay sounds like maybe no with wilson is he going to be back in seattle looks like yes is deshaun watson going to be back in houston Uh, the reason this is a question mark for those who may not be aware is He had come out, first of all, let's get this out of the way early. The Houston organization is a total fucking dumpster fire. It is a a dumpster fire on a boat that is also on fire. (laughs) And it is, there's nothing good about Houston right now. Their whole shit, they got a new coach who apparently was a stretch hire. They got a new GM. They got this like, this weird religious guy in like the fucking director of football operations role or something like that. And their owner, it doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. Nobody wants to be in Houston right now. Deshaun Watson, all of this is falling apart around him. J.J. Watt, they let him go. They, you know, go ahead, J.J., go to Arizona and win the Super Bowl probably. And so Watson starts going, okay, I'm done. Get me out of here. Trade me. And all the calls are coming in. The Bears were on that conversation too. Pretty much every team, I know the Rams made calls. And everyone was, okay, how many picks do we need to give up for this young, incredibly talented player who is so early on and is still getting better. And then, boom, all of that stops because these sexual misconduct allegations start coming in. Sounds like some um, uh, masseuses, masseuse, I don't know what the word is. Um, Several massage people reported reported similar stories about some harassment um, and potential assault level stuff uh, levied against Watson. There's a whole group of 20-something individuals who are apparently all working these cases. So the trade talks stop completely. No, he's he's radioactive. And I haven't heard anything about progressions in this in these cases yet, but um, my most recent understanding, Seth, is that we should not be expecting to see Deshaun Watson anytime soon at all. Yeah, I, I haven't heard a lot recently either. I think either he's going to be playing for the, the Texans this year or he's not going to be playing at all. Um, I think that the trade stuff is done. That would have needed to have happened before the draft, I think. You know, I, th- I think the only suitable team I could see, if, let's say this all gets cleared up tomorrow, the only team I could see right now would be the Dolphins, which that would be really interesting. But even that, I think they're, they're, I think they're pretty locked in on Tua f- for this point. If, if Watson doesn't play um, and the Texans are stuck with Tyrod Taylor... That that that's gonna be an ugly, ugly team this next year. Worst team in the league, hands down. Yeah. Like nobody, no other team didn't improve. Yeah. And they went backwards. You know, you, you think about who who was at the bottom. The Jets, Cincinnati, Jaguars all got better. Mm-hmm. And Houston went backwards. Even Atlanta, who I think was pick four, they got they got better. So yeah. Even with Watson, they're not going to have a very fun time. Even if all of these allegations and things clear up, that doesn't even necessarily mean he goes. he's going to go play. He was saying he's not going to play for Houston. So even if all that goes away and he's eligible to play, he may just decide he doesn't want to. And I couldn't blame the guy. It's a team mm-hmm. that you know sucks. They're, they'll maybe win six <laughs> games if he plays at an NFL or MVP caliber. And he's going to put himself at a young age at risk of, of getting hurt and fucking his money up. So mm-hmm. I, one way or another, I, I don't think we're going to see Watson um, and – you know, I, I don't really want to speculate too much on the legal stuff, but it doesn't look good for him, I'll, I'll say. So we'll see. The league the league is interesting, especially with its stars. <laughs> it has a pretty good way of looking the other way. So we'll see what happens and whether or not the league's able to ignore it. But um, don't expect to see Watson 
certainly in a Houston uniform anytime soon. I would have liked Miami. That was the one I Miami yeah. and uh, Chicago were the two. No, uh, when it seemed like LA couldn't do it, those were the two teams that I was I was rooting for to see Miami because they have a good roster, and um, yeah, that would have been a really competitive team. I w- I liked Atlanta for um, Atlanta and Chicago for similar reasons. I think culturally. I think he would have brought a lot of really cool attitude to both those cities. And this is a really specific thing, but like having a black quarterback in Atlanta would be so fucking awesome, I think. Mm-hmm. And the same in Chicago. I think that would really rally people. They got a chance. It doesn't this look year. like it matters what I want. <laughs> well, yeah, Chicago. Um, Chicago's got a chance with Justin Fields, who I, I'll, I'll go on a rant a different time, uh, maybe when we talk Chicago. But I really believe Justin Fields was thoroughly disrespected in the draft. And, yeah. and I'm going to be pissed about it all year, and I'll be rooting for him all year. And the, also I the won't. fact that <laughs> – well, yeah, you're not, you're not going to be pissed. The fact that they're even alluding to there being a competition between him and Andy Dalton is also fucking hilarious to me. Yeah. So we'll just say there. But. Uh, Chicago, I mean, well, I just want to respond to that. Chicago still has a lot of problems uh, in terms of their offensive scheme has been awful. I don't think it's just the quarterback problem. And also the playmakers on that team, other than Allen Robinson, are suspect at best right now. They have some young pieces that could be good, but they they have some issues on that team. I I think it's going to take a new coach before Justin Fields becomes a star. I I think you're probably onto something. They have a lot of Marquez Valdez scantlings on that team. Mm -hmm. Uh. (laughs) Allen Robinson is a a freak of why he could be the best wide receiver in the league. If he had the if he had a quarterback, he is he mm-hmm. is just kind of like how with um like being a being a Vikings fan, I've seen a ton of like Stafford and seen a ton of like obviously the Packers and Rodgers, but the Bears um, and seeing Allen Robinson over the last few years, he is with the terrible quarterback play he's had, he is he's unbelievable. He is still somehow will come up with a hundred yards every game, being double covered in shitty snowy weather conditions like he's a freak and if he had Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback I mean he's he's putting Oof. up he's putting up like huge historic numbers I feel like with the way the way he's playing football and then he he Probably. came from Jacksonville with Blake Bortles as his quarterback putting up crazy numbers there too like if he had a, a, a competent quarterback he would be insane well, he, he had, what, another 1,300 yards last year or so, and Mitch yeah. Trubisky only threw for 1,400, <laughs> so figure out the math. <laughs> yeah. The fact that you could catch a touchdown pass from Mitch Trubisky immediately should make you an all-star. Yeah. Or a pro bowler. Um, anyone who's ever caught a touchdown pass from Mitch Trubisky should be in the pro bowl. That's what I think. A <laughs> um, lot of movement. Talking about quarterbacks, I mean, we had uh, Breeze is done, so there's yeah. the Saints left to figure out. There's the competition in Chicago. I think Washington's quarterback situation is fascinating. Interesting to see what Fitzpatrick does there. You got the it's rookies magic. coming in, um, in in Jacksonville and the Jets. Uh, potentially in the Niners, we may see some competition. Mm-hmm. And Patriots, uh, you know, Patriots. Who knows what's going to happen with uh, what uh, uh, Mac? Uh, what, tell me his name again. Michael McCorkle Jones. <laughs> Michael McCorkle Jones. He is going to. Uh, go head-to-head with Cam Newton that's, for that job. That's right. Mac is short for McCorkle. McCorkle Jones. we got to get a McCorkle sounder. McCorkle. And so there's all of those. you got, of course, Stafford in L.A. is getting a lot of attention. Yep. And then some of these second-year guys, Herbert, Burrow, mm-hmm. um, Tua, who are, who are you know hopefully going to make a jump this year. What's going to happen with them? Of course, Rodgers, maybe Love. And then, you know, uh, then you got teams like uh, Oakland, who still has Derek Carr, which is boring. And Minnesota has still not moved on from Kirk Cousins, which is also boring. Um, I don't know. Jared Goff, even in Detroit, uh, you know, who knows what, what he's going to look like there. The, the quarterback position, even on its own, you know, of course you got Mahomes and, and some of these other guys. Uh, Josh Allen, who could very well be the best quarterback in the league, uh, depending on who you ask. <laughs> the quarterback is going to be fascinating this year to see who improves, who steps back, who wins some of these competitions, what rookies come on. Um, I'm sure it's always interesting, but for whatever reason right now, it feels like this is as cool of a quarterback situation just generally across the league as we've had in a little while. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see how these uh, these new quarterbacks fit into these these systems and who makes the jumps and all that. Um, 
I, I think I'm, I'm honestly most excited to see Stafford in, in L.A., and that's not just because you're a fan. You and me both, buddy. <laughs> I uh, Again, I've seen a lot of Matt Stafford play football, and he does not get – talk about people not getting respect. He gets no respect. He, he is – I mean, you look at his stats for fourth-quarter comebacks, it's nuts what he does in the fourth quarter. He's beaten the Vikings plenty of times in the fourth quarter on last-minute drives. <laughs> He's just, if he ever had a team around him, ever, ever, in his entire career, if he ever did, he would not need to have fourth quarter comebacks because he's so good. <laughs> like, he, he, before Patrick Mahomes was doing the sidearm no-look passes, Matt Stafford was doing that. They, people just never saw that stuff because he was never on TV. He's on TV once a year, and that's on Thanksgiving. So, people need to, people need to go back and look at some of his tape. He, it's going to be interesting I, I again the Niners should not be the favorites in that division at the sports book it should be the Rams I, I think you go from from Jared Goff to Matt Stafford who Stafford could be in some seasons an MVP candidate mm-hmm. but again he's the on the Lions who are one of the least watched teams in the NFL and no one pays attention to what he's doing Matt Stafford has been in one Pro Bowl yeah that's a that's Can criminal. Can you fucking believe that? That's criminal. Teddy Bridgewater played in a Pro Bowl. <laughs> that is dumb. It looks like he was also named an alternate a different year. But there's people are going to get a chance to uh, to see Stafford. The Rams have a shitload of of, uh, <laughs> of uh, primetime games, and I'm going to all of them. <laughs> so uh, you'll hear a lot more uh, about Stafford over the course of this season if you continue the uh, other to thing listen to the show. <laughs> with Stafford, he's another guy too who I've seen just get absolutely demolished on plays because he's never out of offensive line either. Just completely s- smoked and stand up and the next play, huck a touchdown pass. And yeah. like there's, there was a game I remember where he had, he, he separated his non-throwing shoulder and like, I think he might've ended it like at the, at the end of the game, had like some sort of like broken bone or something in his shoulder and played through it and like missed one or two games. Like he is one of the toughest quarterbacks and he's a little older now. So like he's not quite as tough. Like he, he missed more time last season and like, but they made him miss time. Like put some duct tape on his arm if it's fallen off and he's going to be out there and play if he can. So yeah. Yeah. I, again, a little older towards the end of his career. We'll see how much juice you get out of him. But I think if he is anywhere near where he's been um, the last few seasons, it's going to be fun for L.A. fans. Fuck yeah, dude. He'll be better protected, too, so hopefully he won't have to take a lot of this mm-hmm. hit. I know what you're talking about. His arm, he couldn't move, He couldn't pick his left arm up, <laughs> yeah. and he still threw a touchdown pass to win a game. And then there's either the same game or a different one, broke his finger in the middle of the game, <laughs> like taped it, and then went back out the next play. And still, and it, that might have even been on his fucking throwing hand for all I know. Yeah. It was insane. The guy, the guy is completely uh, silly when it comes to football playing. And Sean McVay is giddy about yeah. having him every week yeah. you hear some quote about how how cranked he is so anyway lot, lots more stafford talk to come um and quarterbacks in general as we get into our team previews next week uh by division let's talk about uh, at least one more player on the move and uh this was a big a big target for a lot of teams on and off the field uh was julio jones there was a lot of talk about whether atlanta would deal him They've got a lot of great pass catchers even outside of him uh, that are young, and they knew they had some value in him, and some teams were interested. I think it was, for me, a little bit of a surprise because this wasn't one of the teams that I was aware of that was in the mix. Um, But it ended up being the Tennessee Titans uh, that made a move for Julio. Uh, A couple of draft picks, like a second and a four, maybe you can correct me on that. Yeah, conditional, yeah. So Julio now joins uh, what I've been referring to as the Monstars offense in yeah. Tennessee because they averaged like 6'4", 230 yeah. um, from Tannehill through all the wide receivers and tight ends, even to Derrick Henry. They are There's not a single guy there <laughs> that isn't fucking monster huge. Yeah. And uh, Julio Jones is, is uh, not an exception. They did lose, uh, was it Corey Davis? Corey Davis uh, who, and John who Smith. Went to another team. And John Smith. So Adam Humphreys, uh, I don't believe, is there either. So he's he's not joining what the offense was, but he's also uh with AJ Brown there, 
uh, Julio may not necessarily need to have the workload that he that he used to have in Atlanta, uh, which should allow him to be more effective, stay healthier, get more rest, and things like that. Um, I think this is a great landing spot for him. Mm-hmm. Interesting that Tennessee made this deal because it seemed to me that defense was where they needed work. Yeah. Because um, their defense was shit last year, uh, but their offense is—I believe—they've scored the most touchdowns in each of the last two seasons. Which <laughs> yeah. Not the Chiefs not being the answer to that trivia question would probably shock most people. Yep. Um, but big, tall, great hands guy on a team with a guy who can sling it like Tannehill and all those threats around him. Are you expecting a resurgence from Julio after a little bit of downtime this last season and a half or so? Um, or is he maybe too far over the hill to make as much of an impact as they're hoping? I'm not gonna. I'm not expecting him to put up the numbers he put up in Atlanta. It's too different of an offense. He's not, you know, he'll he'll probably go over a thousand yards. He'll probably get five or six touchdowns, but he's also not going to be getting the volume that he was getting um, in Atlanta. So in terms of a resurgence, numbers wise, no, but efficiency and probably impact wise, I think he could for sure. He has to stay healthy. That's the biggest thing. He missed half the season last year. He was already kind of playing number two to Calvin Ridley anyway the last couple years. So I don't think that's an issue either. Like. Having to having to take a back seat to fucking AJ Brown, who is a freak of a person. Um, God, he's insane. That that offense is gonna be fun to watch vertically, but then Derrick Henry, who I mean, if AJ Brown's a freak of a person, Derrick Henry is like a, a, a Leviathan. Like he is he he's he is in, he is just insane. So uh, that offense is gonna be really fun to watch. Like you said, the defense is a little suspect. I think they signed Bud Dupree, if I remember correctly. Who's a, who's a very solid defensive player, but they I think they even lost a couple pieces too. So, kind of again, they're a team one step forward, two step back type of thing. But offensively, it's going to be tough to stop them. They also have I mean, he's not like a huge impact play, but Josh Reynolds also signed there, who is I think a little mm-hmm. bit bigger as well. I mean, he's not quite AJ Brown or or uh, Julio Jones, but he's a taller guy too. So yeah, that's going to the- be. He was the biggest bodied wide receiver on the Rams last season, and he'll yeah. be the smallest on Tennessee yeah. this year. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. And I saw, like, I mean, in terms of Julio, um, I saw some footage of him at camp, and he looked to be moving moving around pretty quick and healthy. That's the biggest thing. If, if Julio's healthy, he I don't think there's any limit to what he can do on the field. But it's just that matter of 32, getting older, injuries take longer to, to heal up, and – they already got a, a freak as the number one out there who they, you know, if Julio goes, does go down, they're fine. So I, I like where he's at. They will definitely be Tennessee. That is a, a team to watch. They're in a division that is, we'll say mixed. Uh, the Colts, I think could be really solid. They have, of yeah. course, added Wentz who we didn't even mention Wentz yeah. in all the quarterback stuff before. That'll be fun. And, uh, but then it's, you know, Jacksonville, we'll see what, uh, what Lawrence brings. And then Houston is Houston. So Tennessee definitely wanting to get back into uh, into a deep playoff run as they have these last couple of seasons. Um, I always like Tennessee. They're a fun one to watch. I like that coach, Mike Vrabel. Yep. He's done a good job there. So watch out for them. Much more to come on, on the Titans uh, when we get back to them uh, in the next few weeks. Let's talk about some other players uh, who have been on the move and who are yet to be on the move. Um, and why don't we start there? We'll start with some, te- uh, some players that are still available in free agency. Um, taking a look at a list of uh, CBS has the top 100 free agents. And the top one on their list that is still available is Melvin Ingram. Okay. Uh, he's an edge rusher, yeah. most recently on the Chargers. Chargers. I know that the Rams have shown some interest. I don't know if they're going to be able to get a deal done. But Ingram is a tough player. I think mm-hmm. not a lot of people see him because nobody watches the Chargers. But I think wherever he does land, he'll be able to make an immediate impact, especially if it's on an already good defense, which is mm-hmm. why I selfishly would love to see him on the Rams. Yeah, that would Are be you hearing anything about Ingram, scary. or do you have a, a place where you'd like to see him? He's one I, f- I didn't realize was uh, was uh, still out there. I thought he was still in the Chargers, actually. But... Um, yeah, I mean, if he was on the Rams, that would be freakish. I've been saying freak a lot. That'd be crazy. But uh, yeah, I mean, he he is he's still. I mean, he's he's a little bit older, but he still he still can play. So next up on my list here, um, you had mentioned him, Seth, before we started uh, recording. I didn't know that Richard Sherman is a uh, free agent, still unsigned. Most recently, was playing with San Francisco. I think a lot of folks mm-hmm. will remember him 
um, on Seattle as well. Sherman is another, I, he's a guy I think could absolutely add a lot to a defense, especially one that's already good. Is he physically as talented as he used to be? Well, no, but no best corner in the league is that for very long. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like having Benner on the block, getting guys pumped up and inspired, giving him, giving them that kind of veteran knowledge. Um, so I'd like to see him on like a young, tough defense, maybe like a, maybe like a Chargers even, um, where they're like trying to get back to a good defense. Um, even a team, I think like maybe even Tennessee, who we mentioned a second ago, who really needs a boost. Um, is I don't think he's going to be the shutdown guy. I think he wasn't even that in San Francisco. Um, but he'll give a jolt, I think, to whatever team he lands on. <laughs> Maybe Seattle will give him a call. I don't know if he wants That's, to go back there or not. They, he was in the building, actually, in Seattle. Um, they didn't come to an agreement, but they, they had had discussions. Is there any front runner that you're aware of or somewhere you'd like to see him go? I think that was the only one I heard uh, that I can remember off the top of my head is that he was back in Seattle, I think, there was one other team that uh, I can't remember who it was. No, I, I was going to say the Dolphins, but I don't think it's them. It's not coming to me now. But he's met with like two teams. I th- the one that's most notable is Seattle because it's a reunion. We'll see if he ends up there. They could certainly use the help. Um, and Sherman is, as much as I don't like that he has beaten the Rams a bunch of times in his career, um, <laughs> I got respect for him as a player yeah. and, and as a leader too. I think as he moves into that veteran uh, defensive leader role, It'll be a big help wherever he does go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to skip some of the rest of these because they're not big names, to be honest. Uh, Antonio Brown is on this list, but I think we talked about before. Yeah. He's all but signed, if not already, with, he did. Uh, with yeah. Tampa. Yep. He did. Okay. They've returned um, every single Levi- starter. Oh, yeah, that's right. Le'Veon Bell still out there. Um, I. That's not big news. <laughs> This CBS article, by the way, says, uh, well, this is suggested. So whoever wrote this article uh, likes the Cowboys for Sherman, which, I, yeah, I could see that. Um, they're young and they need some help. <clears throat> uh, apparently, Todd Gurley is out there. I completely forgot about him. Yeah, I don't know Potential if he actually. MVP like two and a half years ago. <laughs> I don't know if he'd signed or he was he was also in the building in Detroit. That only makes sense because of Goff. But DeAndre Swift is one of the better young backs in the league, and they're not signing Gurley and not playing him. Um, so that just doesn't make any sense to me, ultimately. But mm-hmm. I think that was the I think he met with him twice, actually. Yeah. And, oh, Baltimore. Um... <laughs> Baltimore is the team he met with most recently. Which, again, they have a good young running back in J.K. Dobbins, who um, played really well at the end of last season in, in the playoffs. So that doesn't make a lot of sense either. No, not unless you're talking about a committee, which Baltimore does like a committee uh, this last yeah. few years. So, And it's going to, for Gurley to be successful, it's going to have to be that. Uh, I'm seeing also that the Chargers have maybe shown some interest. And again, he'd be in a combo backfield with Eckler and whoever else mm-hmm. they have back there right now. So Golden Tate is out there. To me, that Get him to feels Indy would be a nice spot yep. for him. I like Golden Tate. I think he's a solid player, and, and he'll do well wherever he goes. Just yeah. really nice role player. He was wasted in, in New York because that team was a waste last year, but him and Indy with T.Y. and then some combination of like Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman Jr., I think that's actually a decent little wide receiver group that they have. Kind of sneaky. Yeah, I think so, and they're young. Uh, well, with the exception of, of, um, of Tate, so... Uh, Wentz, no excuses for Wentz. We'll, we'll obviously talk more about him. Just generally, I think the Browns had an incredible offseason. Oh, yeah. They added some yeah. really nice players. We haven't mentioned him yet. Baker Mayfield, another reason why the quarterback situation. He's on year five of his rookie deal. He needs to prove it. And that's a team that I think if they don't go to the AFC Championship game, they fucked up because their roster is one of the best. They added a couple, a couple defensive players that I think are really – John yeah. Johnson is one of them from the Rams last year is a really nice safety. So in terms of like how a team did, I think them, I really like what the chargers have done um, in the off season as well. So lots of new players moving around that I think uh, could have an impact. We may be talking in, in four or five, six months about the Browns being one of the best teams and uh, in the league. That's the thing with the Browns. Like you said, I, the, the, the only, the only question mark on that team is Baker. And he played really, really, really well at the end of last year. And he doesn't even need to be that good. They have probably the best running attack in the league. It doesn't matter what defense they're playing against. Their running attack works every game. 
It's just, it's just can Baker make the throws when he needs to? Can he make the third and shorts? Can he make a big play when he needs to? He was great at the end of last season, but he also didn't need to do a whole lot. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We shall see. We shall. All right. Well, we are going to wrap up the sort of off-season review there. And we've got a couple other things to touch on. We may overshoot our 60 minutes this week, but we'll see if the editor can get us down. Um, (laughs) But we got a couple things to cover before we let you out of here. Um, But that has been this week's toilet reading. Sitting on the toilet. Now flush. (laughs) (laughs) So from there, we are going to jump into game time. Uh, and we'll just set up a few things, and then Seth and I are actually going to make our way too early Super Bowl picks in just one second. So let's get into it. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Say so. For, before we get to our Super Bowl picks, um, just to give you an idea of how you'll be able to play along with us once the season starts, Pigskin Pick'em, uh, ESPN. We're going to be doing that, so you'll be able to join our pool and see if you can pick the winners against the spread better than uh, than we can. We're also going to have uh, Seth, who is a big participant in Daily Fantasy, is going to be putting out uh, recommended lineups and some of the things that he sees. So you'll be able to follow along there and play along on FanDuel or DraftKings or wherever it is you play. And then also with FanDuel, some uh, parlay bets that get put out every week, uh, especially of the same game variety. So, you know, give me Mahomes for 300 yards and uh, the Chiefs win by a touchdown. Uh, those types of bets, Seth is always on the lookout for, particularly in the FanDuel app. So every week, um, you'll get a chance to compete with us and pick them. You'll get some recommendations on your daily fantasy picks, and you'll also get um, some recommendations from Seth on some betting. Uh, and we're going to pick the winners uh, of every game all season. So you can look forward to all of those things and potentially more. Uh, we're talking about adding some more things there's just so many ways to interact with the game and to have fun with that. So um, more, much more to come on that. For now, though, I think the big thing is we are going to be tracking all season who Seth and I think will be the Super Bowl participants and the Super Bowl champion. And we're going to make our initial picks now. And then at any point during any show for the rest of the season, uh, Seth or myself can make the decision to change their Super Bowl pick be a buzzer Um, and there's going to be a noise that goes off and it's going to be very loud and exciting and you know depending on what we see week to week you may hear one of us say you know what i gotta change my super bowl pick and then we will see who is right as we progress all the way through the season and we'll be able to look back and see who changed uh the most over time before we give our picks make sure you guys jump into the comments on this episode you can link there uh, in the description box and give us your initial pick. So comment with who is the matchup and who is the champion. And uh, you can play along with us and see who had the pick correct the earliest. And uh, we'll see who gets it right. And we'll get a, uh, we'll get a prize out uh, if anybody beats us. I am certain that I'm correct. So um, <laughs> if make sure you comment that you agree with me this week if you want to share of the winnings. And so, Seth, do you already have... You already have your pick made. I do. Uh, if so, I, I, I will do the gentlemanly thing and, and ask you to go ahead and pick first. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and pick first. It's going to be boring, but I, I have a little bit of reasoning behind it. I'm going with the rematch for the Super Bowl this year. Normally, I don't I, I don't follow that thought. I usually um, There's usually some sort of reason to, to not like one of the other teams. But the Bucks, like I said, picked they, they brought everyone back. Everyone, everyone is back. And... They get another year. They just were clicking after like week 11 last year, and they were rolling through people after that, other than like one game in the playoffs. And they were they they were on fire at the end. So I think the Bucks plus the Bucks, the Saints are out of the way, and I think the other well, the other main rival are uh, the Packers, and I think that you know potentially could be out of the way. The Rams will be tough, but we'll you know they're still a new team uh, with kind of put together Stafford. So. I'm going with the Bucks, and I'm going with the Chiefs. The main issue they had, the only issue they had, was the offensive line, and they seem to have fixed that with trading for an all-star in uh, Olinda Brown Jr., getting um, Long out of retirement, getting back Duvernay. I I think if, if Patrick Mahomes has time, and we saw he, 
there was two throws that were incomplete that they were dropped in the Super Bowl that could have completely changed that game for them to win it. That offense is freakish. Again, freak. <laughs> so I, mm-hmm. I I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the rematch, but I, I'm gonna I would pick the Chiefs this time. I can understand that pick. I think I think everything you said there is valid. Um, we zero percent agree, and I'm I'm gonna surprise some people with my pick, um, and also say the least surprising thing uh, that people who are listening uh, think I might say. So <laughs> my Super Bowl matchup is going to be the Battle of L.A. I, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> you knew I was going to go with it. And you're probably groaning because, Seth, how long have I been on the Chargers and they always fuck it up? They always suck. Um, <laughs> but I am making the pick. It is in SoFi Stadium is this year's Super Bowl. And I am taking the Rams who – I mean, I don't need to spend a lot of time talking about why I'm taking the Rams – to beat the Chargers – who will be a surprise to everyone but me in the AFC. I think uh, their defense will be a lot better. They added Brandon Staley, who's the former Rams defensive coordinator last year. And I think they'll be a nice surprise. I think they have really solid, they will have solid offensive and defensive line play. They added, I think it was Corey Lindsley, who was the center from uh, Green Bay last year, who's really good. They okay. moved him. They're getting back. Derwin James, who I think is a safety, he's one of those crazy-ass hybrid players mm-hmm. um, that does a lot of positions. He was hurt all season last year, so that defense should be much improved. And their offense um, showed flashes last year, and and so did Herbert, and I think they'll make a big leap. I think they're going to surprise some teams. Um, if they're able to figure out what historically Chargers fans have never been able to figure out, which is how to win close games, then they're going to be right in the mix. And I'll put them up there with, like, the Bills, Chiefs, and uh, Browns uh, in that you know last couple rounds of the playoffs. So give me uh, give me the Chargers to lose to the Rams in LA. I will be in attendance if I can help it. Um, and uh, Stafford for your Super Bowl MVP. Uh, so that's my pick, and uh, I believe it to be correct. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong, he says. So again, uh, let us know what your Super Bowl pick is, and uh, you can track along with us in the comments section. Uh, so jump into there, drop your comment, and then no one will be able to tell you that you were jumping on the bandwagon because, like me, you'll have made uh, the correct pick right away at the beginning of the season. So jump in there, uh, make your picks, and comment on any of the other items that we talked about on this week's episode. For now, though, that's going to wrap up game time for the week. And we are just about to wrap up. Uh, before we go, as usual, gonna hit you with one more thing. But I'm down to one more, t- one more thing. My one more thing, I will keep it quick. I am so fucking excited for crowds to be back for football games. I think it, you know, it was one thing to have crowd noise pumped in last year. The presentation was fine watching it at home. I'm gonna be in attendance for a lot of games this year. And just watching the NBA playoffs and how engaged the crowd is and how, you know, going from the bubble to now, how cranked up like the Arizona fans in particular have been. I cannot wait to see some touchdowns scored and some fans absolutely losing their fucking minds or booing, you know, Philly fans booing whoever they got out of the building. All of that uh, I am really, really excited for. The Bills uh, uh, getting to bring their fans back. They're a psycho fan base. Uh, Chicago welcoming in fields. There's so many teams across the league, Tampa, who are going to have huge, huge warm welcomes for their teams. And I am so, so excited to see it. So crowds getting back. Continue to not be a fucking idiot about this COVID stuff and be safe and clean so that we don't lose it again. D- week one is going to feel like Christmas Day when I'm sitting in SoFi <laughs> Stadium uh, with 65 other screaming Rams fans watching them beat the hell out of the Bears. <laughs> Hope they do. My one more thing, just real quick, we talked about all the different stuff we're doing. Um, something just kind of on, on the side, and we could also talk about on the show. This would require a certain amount of people to be interested to do it, though, uh, would be a show fantasy football league. Um, obviously, it'd be us two. Uh, Jared would be in it as well. I would want at least eight total people, so if we had five more total to do it, I'd commission it and all that stuff. Cody is already the commissioner of our, our um, actual league, so I'll go ahead and commission this one. It'll be pretty simple. Um, maybe we'll do some fun rules or stuff and stuff like that for it too. Uh, maybe we can do like a, a best ball or like a 
some sort of like add additional points or do like a super flex or something. We could we could talk about that in more detail. But if anyone's interested in that, hit us up on the socials or the website in the comments. Put in there you'd be interested, and maybe put your email, um, and we can go further from that and uh, figure out maybe doing a league, maybe do yeah. a pr- prize at the end or something. Definitely some prizes will be in order if anyone's able to beat me, which you will not be able to because I'm just <laughs> going to pick the Rams. Let us know if if you're one of our if you're one of our buddies who has our number, don't fucking text us that you want to be in the league. Like put a comment because we need to be able to see you and everyone else who is commenting. So jump onto the website, leave us a comment or hit us up on the socials and let us know if you're interested and we'll get in touch. Uh, and more to come about the league. We've got plenty of time to get this set up, but if you're interested, let us know early in case it fills up. If we get a ton of people, you yeah. know, we'll see. Um, but we may need to just go with the first X amount of people. Yeah. So let us know on one of those platforms Min- uh, if you want to participate. I'd say minimum eight, maximum 12. There you go. You heard it from the commish. Eight, 12 <laughs> people if you want to join in the league with us. So uh, chance to take us on head-to-head and chances to go be live and in person to watch your favorite team this fall. Uh, and that's going to do it for this week's One More Thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. All right, folks. Well, thank you for joining us on this first edition of Gridiron Grunts. We are so excited to be able to bring this show back and talk NFL all season long. Uh, again, head over to the website to check out our sponsors, everything else we're doing with Socially Constipated. Uh, you can expect this show every Wednesday, and we'll see you back here on Friday uh, for the Entertainment Outhouse and then on Monday uh, for the main show, Socially Constipated. We'll bring back Jared Buckendall for both of those shows as well, so if you missed him, don't worry. It won't be long till you hear more JB. But for now, Seth, any parting words before we let these folks go? I don't think so. I'm ready for football. Ready for football. There it is right there. He is Seth Ott. I am Cody Michael. Go Rams, and we'll see you Friday for Entertainment Outhouse. Peace out. Bye.